Hi, everyone. Welcome to another week of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. This is Florence Bremer. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 20 years. Throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find balance between work and life. I do not have a magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and time off. This podcast is going to discuss what happens when you receive something unexpected at work. And this is something that is is very, very hard to get used to as an attorney. And I think no matter what business you're in, you're always going to have this. You're not going to have a day where you can say, I'm going to go in, I'm going to check my emails for an hour, I'm going to go to court from 10 to 12, I'm going to schedule meetings from 12 to 2 and um, do emails at the end of the day. I would love if I could have a schedule like that. I mean, I think I would love it. I don't know. I've never had a schedule like that. Every day my schedule is different. And something that I often say to people when they call and they want an appointment, I say, well, you tell me what you're looking for because my schedule is always different because of court. And not only is it always different because of court, it's always different because when you're dealing with legal problems, when somebody has them, sometimes they don't have them on a schedule where you can have them come in in two weeks, for instance. A lot of times, if it's a legal issue, it's some it's often an emergency where they need something right away or something within a, a few days. And I, I was thinking about it this weekend, especially because pretty much right before I walked out the door on Friday, an emergency situation came up, which meant that it changed my schedule for Friday afternoon it changed my schedule for the weekend, and it changed my schedule for Monday. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that, tell you what I did specifically on those days, and then also give some general tips. On the general tips, I want to say, number one, expect the unexpected. It's going to happen. Number two, don't panic when it does, and don't stress. The panic part, I, I feel like I have down. The stress part, I don't have down. When I think my schedule looks one, one way and it changes pretty drastically on the drop of a hat, it does stress me out quite a bit. I like to know what's coming, and when that changes, I don't like it. When it does change quickly like that, I think about the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If you have never watched that show, go back and watch it. It's on Hulu. You can check out the DVDs from the library as well. In Buffy, and also one thing, I'll just take a sidetrack and talk about Buffy for a second. If you are starting to watch that show, 
if you're feeling like the first season isn't worth it, don't give up. This was a show that, although I, I enjoy it very much in the beginning, it was a show that got better and deeper and funnier and scary and sadder and more emotional as the series went on. But in Buffy, there was a lot of the unexpected. They are thinking that something is something and then it's not, and they have to flip and, and, and change what they're doing. So when I think about that, I think about the show. When, when it's happening in my own life, I think about the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't have to slay vampires or fight demons, but I do have to sometimes throw on a suit and run out the door or draft something very quickly um, or, or make a series of phone calls um, that take up the whole afternoon. <laughs> it's not as um, nobody would want to watch me on TV doing it, but it does have that same sort of urgency where I have to jump on something right away. Number three, prepare solutions in advance. To the greatest extent possible, I try to have systems in place for when these things happen. I also try to prepare my staff for the unexpected, which is you think you're working on something and that's going to be your day and we might need to drop it and do something else if the court calls us or something else comes up. And another thing I try to do is keep my schedule loose enough that I can change things around. That one's a toughie because a lot of times with court hearings, I obviously just can't call up a judge's chambers and say, well, my other client has an emergency and I need to drop everything. I have to try to work it into it. And one thing I try to do, for instance, if an emergency hearing comes up, I'll try to schedule it, and, and this is tricky, I'll try to schedule it at the same time that I'm out at another hearing. It's not optimal. There have been some situations where I've had to run courtroom to courtroom. Um, there have been situations where I've brought my associate with me, and we've kind of handled two hearings at the same time. But I try to keep my schedule loose enough to to handle those emergencies. And I want to talk about what happened this weekend. So Friday was starting to be a pretty light day for me. And I actually got out of the office in the morning for a little bit um, and came back at the end of the, the day just to check emails, return some phone calls, that sort of thing. The week, I feel like a lot of people are are doing things um, in their personal lives. So the phones last week weren't as busy as they usually are, except for, of course, Friday afternoon. And May is always a month where there's a ton going on. Um, graduations, the end of the school year, my daughter's dance recital. Uh, she doesn't have it in May. She has it in June. But there's recital preparation and pictures. Um, I went to a wedding. I had my daughter shower. And things like this seem to happen every May. There's just always a lot of activity. I think this year I had three graduations. And then my grandchild's going to be born in a couple of weeks. It is just 
as packed as it can get in terms of craziness. So Friday um, afternoon, I come back in to finish up for the day, stack of messages, um, a lot of them saying emergency or urgent. Um, so I returned the calls. I also realized I had to write a petition for an emergency filing on Monday. Um, so instead of closing up the office early like like I like to on Friday, I ended up being there closer to six. Um, so what did I do for the weekend? And, and this emergency that came up is also going to change my Monday. So what I'm scheduled for on Monday, I'm scheduled for a hearing, then I'm scheduled um, for a meeting during the lunch hour, and then I had to schedule my emergency hearing in the afternoon, and then push an afternoon hearing even later in the day. It's going to be a very, very long day tomorrow on Monday. So how did I handle this on the weekend? Um, the same hearing, of course, was affecting me on the weekend because I had some more work to do for it. And of course, this isn't a weekend where I'm just at home. It's Mother's Day weekend. <laughs> and a couple of days ago was my anniversary as well. And um, my husband and I knew that we had a wedding coming up this weekend to go to besides for Mother's Day weekend. And our anniversary was our 26th anniversary. So definitely a low key one. So on Wednesday afternoon, we had lunch and um, went and got a couple's massage and it was a perfect anniversary. So this weekend, um, I get out of the office late on Friday. So how do you handle it when you know Monday you're jumping into the fire and you have a busy weekend? In my case, I tried to schedule rest, make sure I did things to get organized for Monday, and enjoy the family functions that I had planned. So Friday night, I get home. It's about six o'clock. Um, I, for dinner, and I don't know if this works for everyone or if, if anyone will consider this a good tip, but sometimes for dinner, I just like to make nachos. And um, I don't eat meat and we're vegetarians. But a lot of times after the week is over, I have stuff in the fridge that I can make a pretty nice vegetarian nachos. So I had leftover refried beans. I had leftover veggie chicken strips. And then I had olives and, you know, things like that. I had leftover tortilla chips from my daughter's shower the week before. So I just made like a really nice vegetable-filled nachos. And I had a couple avocados that were going soft. So I made some homemade guacamole. And um, it was really great. It was just like hit the spot. It was a perfect dinner. I learned a tip about guacamole that I'm going to share with you if you make homemade guacamole. I have made it for quite a while now. And I put it in the fridge. I cover it up. The next day it's brown. It looks disgusting. And I throw it away. And I never am able to use the leftover guacamole. I read a tip that you just add a little water to the guacamole and then you cover it. The next day when you pull it out, it is still green. And what you do is you then stir it up a little bit to absorb some of the water that's already been soaking in there. And you just put like the little bit of water. You're not, not like drowning the guacamole. 
then you pour out the excess water and the guacamole is green and as good as new. Um, so actually I had made the guacamole on Friday. I did that and my daughter was able to finish it on Saturday. And that was a great tip. And then my brother came over on um, Friday night and my daughter who's having the baby came over on Friday night and we just kind of sat and talked and Godfather 2 was playing on the TV. It was playing with commercials. So it was like a five hour presentation, but we weren't really watching it. It just kind of was playing in the background. Every once in a while we'd turn and say, hey, isn't that actor so-and-so, um, you know, and just chatted. And I ended up going to bed pretty early on Friday. And I needed sleep really, really bad by, by Friday. Um, Saturday, as I've said in many, many podcasts, is my day where I like to be out in nature. So this time of year, it's May. Um, we have a lot of sunlight. Right now we are having beautiful weather still. Sometimes May can be really, really hot and we start to have a lot of 100 degree days. We had a dip in temperature and it's been in the 80s and it's so nice. And I know it's not going to last, but for now I'm going to enjoy it as much as possible. Last Saturday when I walked, um, the day ended up being 100 degrees. So by the time I finished walking, and, and this time of year I start about 5, maybe 5.30. So by the time I finished walking two hours later, it was it was pretty warm. Um, this Saturday when I walked, there was a little bit of chill in the air when I started. And when I got back, it was still so perfectly pleasant. Just a nice breeze. It's We're having a beautiful May. And I've noticed that the East Coast has been pretty cold, so that probably explains why we're having um, some nice weather on our um, end of the Southwest. Um, so I took my walk. I knew I was going to have a long day, but I wanted that time alone. I wanted that time to recharge. I wanted that time to feel like I have a life that's not just being in the office. And it gave me a chance to think about my case that's upcoming for Monday and just sort of clear my head. Um, and then when I got back, like I really had to, in earnest, start getting ready for the shower. And another tip I'll get, if you have a nice event, I highly recommend Dry Bar. Dry Bar is a place where you can go and get a blowout or an updo. They only do blowouts. They only do updos. You can get braids as well. And it's I'm trying to think how much it is, $40, $45. And they shampoo your hair. So your hair is like squeaky clean and they blow dry all the frizz out of it. And you choose your hairstyle from a catalog. I always choose the Southern Belle, which my daughter made fun of me a couple weeks ago, because I guess I was talking about it, and I called it the Southern Comfort, which made it sound like I had a whiskey hairdo, but it's the Southern Belle, but there's other ones. You can get like beachy waves, or you can get super straight, or like I said, an updo or braids, and I've been getting the Southern Belle because it makes my hair really big, and my hair is not really big, so it's fun for me to get that done rather than straight is how I usually wear it. 
And on the way back from Dry Bar, I thought, well, I'm going to get some, um, I'm going to pick up some to-go because it's going to be a few hours before we eat. And um, I don't, you know, want to cook or try to cook or whatever. And I was in Scottsdale. And as I'm leaving Scottsdale, there's a restaurant that I've wanted to try for a long time. It's called Lou Malnati. Lou Malnati. M-A-L-N-A-T-I is how the last name is spelled. And they have, um, it's supposed to be Chicago-style pizza. They had a really nice menu with salads, desserts, sandwiches, and they have thin crust pizza, and they have deep dish pizza. So I thought, I've never tried it. I don't know how it is. I'm very picky about thin crust pizza. So I brought home um, a large thin crust, and um, I they, they sell frozen deep dish. So I brought some home. I haven't tried the frozen deep dish yet, but the pizza was really good. And they also had a three-dip combo and I love dips I mean like who doesn't it's just so fun to me to have different tastes of things and it was a three dip combo one was a it was just tasted like a ton of garlic but very tasty and there was a hummus and then there was a spinach artichoke and um, that was very delicious as well and I brought home a piece of key lime pie for my husband and had a and I had a bite of it and that was delicious as well. Um, I have a large family, especially when we get together for big events, and this restaurant was very large and had lots of large tables. So I want to keep it in mind for the next time I have a family party because it's someplace where we actually can all fit. Um, so that was part two of like just trying to get through the day. The other thing I decided to do was skip getting groceries, which I usually do on Saturday or Sunday. And I said, well, for this, um, for this week, I am going to just skip it. I'll worry about it maybe one Monday, Tuesday, whatever the case may be. I do not have time to order it, which is crazy because I usually order them online and pick them up, but I didn't even have any time during the weekend to pick up groceries. So sometimes part of making sure you get everything done is getting rid of things that you would usually do. So that evening we had the wedding. It was my cousin's wedding and um, she's a lovely young lady with... um, her and her now husband have a child and who's really really cute and the little child was there and it was a beautiful wedding lots of love lots of happiness Um, but what I decided to do was skip the ceremony and that again was just a time crunch things like that though I have to tell you really bummed me out because the way I knew I had with just so much work and just things I needed to get done um, was that to have that extra time from skipping the ceremony, I really, really needed it. And I don't know if you've had the same experience that I've had with weddings. Like say the wedding is at two o'clock and then the reception is right after. Well, because they're doing pictures and set up and all of that, and sometimes if you're traveling to the church, you might have like 
two hours before the reception starts. So my husband and I decided, why don't we skip the ceremony and we'll go to the reception? It ended up being a great choice for us. It allowed me to get a little bit more rest, have a little bit more time to get my act together. And um, although I am sad I missed the ceremony, when I was able to show up for the reception and the celebration, I had more energy. And we had a great time. Um, It was something, I know I've said it before, which is when I have these things, um, I think I, I, in the past have thought of it like an obligation, the same as going to court, because it's just another line item on my calendar. And instead, I've tried to think, this is not something you have to do. This is something you get to do. This is something enjoyable. This is something where you're spending the evening with family and you're having a good time and my two um my two oldest daughters were there and my and my youngest daughter so all my daughters were there and we were dancing together and and my nephew was there and we were dancing with him we just had this great time and the bride was beautiful and the groom was charming and happy and thrilled to be married and it was such a good time we left so happy So when I'm working like crazy, I have to remember these good times because there's a lot of them and that's really what life is about. Um, So she got married on Mother's Day weekend, which is funny because I also, 26 years ago, was married on Mother's Day weekend. And you know how Mother's Day weekend is always changing. So even though I was married on the 8th and she was married on the, I'm looking at the date, she was married on the 11th. Um, we both got married on Mother's Day weekend. Um, so what do you do when you're out late at a wedding and then the next day is Mother's Day? For us, we kept Mother's Day really low-key and it ended up being a wonderful day. So we are a big family. At, at this point, with everyone's significant others, um, I think we're maybe 14 people now. And that becomes a lot when you're trying to go out for dinner. Six or eight, no problem. You start to get above that. They have to push tables together. It gets very expensive at the restaurant. Um, You usually have a longer waiting time because there's so many meals. And it just takes, um, you know, some time. Plus, on Mother's Day, I haven't gone out to dinner on actual Mother's Day in many, many years now. But from past years, I just remember it being um, more busy than I liked. So we um, just had a party at my brother's house, which has been kind of the go-to. He has a really nice setup at his house in terms of furniture and TV and his dining room. And it's just very comfortable there for all of us to be together. I feel where I feel that my house does not have as great a setup. It's fine. um, But it's more disjointed and his I feel has more of a community feel to it. So my brother's house has been sort of the go to when we have a family party. 
So there was quite a few of us. So I was thinking, you know, what can we do in terms of food? So I did a twofold plan. We love Spinato's pizza. And there's a few different Spinato's in the Phoenix area. If you've never gone to Spinato's, highly recommend it. Great thin crust. So I ordered a bunch of thin crust pizzas. And I thought I thought I probably ordered too many pizzas. I ordered three extra large and then I ordered a small one for my daughter and husband to eat on the way back from Spinato's because they were in charge of picking up the pizza and I knew they would dig into the pizzas that I ordered for the party. So I called it a practice pizza and they actually did eat it on the way back and we were cracking up about that. Um, and I also went to, um, fries and, but it could be any grocery store, like wherever you are, it can be any grocery store. So there's so many fun things that you can get at the grocery stores. Now it could be a whole foods. Um, if you're on the East coast, I'm embarrassed to say, I don't know what's on the East coast anymore because I've been out of Chicago for so long. It used to be Jewel. I don't know if there's Jewel anymore. It used to be Dominic's. I don't think there's Dominic's anymore, but in Arizona we have, Safeway, Albertsons, Fry's, Walmart. Walmart's not my favorite for these types of things. Um, and then if you're near it, a Whole Foods or a Trader Joe's. I don't live near Whole Foods or Trader Joe's, so I mostly rely on Fry's and Safeway. But at any of these stores, you can get pre-made things for your get-together. And I was in charge of that. So, um, my husband and my daughter went to pick up the pizzas and I went to fries and I got a little cheese tray. I went to the olive bar and got olives and dolmas. I got crackers, um, a little fruit tray, a little veggie tray and some, um, sushi from the sushi bar. It was all great. It was perfect. Um, everyone had you know, was very satisfied with the appetizers. Everyone was very satisfied with the pizza. Um, we kind of, my, my nephew and my brother are very much into sports. My mom is very much into sports. I like basketball. So having some sort of sports on is something very easy for us. You don't have to stare at it every minute and you can still talk and have a good time. So at first we watched, um, an NBA finals game. It was Portland and Denver, <laughs> thinking back, um, Portland won, and I think they advance. And then we watched a Cubs game. And like I said, just chilled, just chillaxed. Oh, and from Fry's, I also picked up a, it was called a strawberry shortcake. It was a cake, though, um, where it was like a pre-made strawberry shortcake. Um, it had like a layer of strawberry, layer of cream, and you know, the, the cake that was like a shortcake, I guess. Very good. It was perfect. It was a perfect Mother's Day. We just had a great day, talked, reminisced, and enjoyed life. So that went, you know, pretty late. It was um, about seven when I got back. And so what do I do then? Because Monday, the, as I'm speaking to you now, it's Sunday at 10 o'clock. I am feeling the exhaustion. And what do I need to do to get ready for Monday? I need to get as prepared as possible. So Friday, I did that 
to a big extent. I got my pleadings ready. Um, I have to finalize them on Monday before I go to my court, my first court hearing. I had my schedule ready. Some other things have come up just even over the weekend. So I sent some emails to move some stuff around. And I think I'm ready to go for Monday. And I also went through my emails. My biggest tip is for the start of the week, if you can do it, ease into your Monday. When I have a choice, I try not to schedule something on Monday morning. It's too jarring. It is so jarring to walk in and have a list of appointments that are coming in. And sometimes I can't avoid it. If it's court, I definitely can't avoid it. When I can, I try to schedule my first appointment starting about midday. So I have eased into the day. I can catch up on emails. I can catch up on any phone calls that have been left over the weekend and and just start slowly. This is not one of those Mondays. So I have to do that tonight. So before I started this podcast, I went through my emails, like I said, moved some schedule stuff around, reviewed some documents, opened the mail from over the weekend. Um, I always seem to get a lot of mail on Saturday, which is weird. Um, Opened it, uh, the mail got organized, and I think I'm ready to go. I will get up um, early and get to the office as early as I can because I have to run out the door pretty early and won't be back until late. So those are my tips for what do you do when it's unexpected? And then also, what do you do when it's unexpected at the start of your weekend as well? I want to give a couple of reviews and recommendations for some things that I um, have liked this week. On Friday early, before I got super busy, I went and saw a matinee of the movie The Long Shot. That's with Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen. I was delighted by the first half of this movie. Charlize Theron was completely uh, believable as the Secretary of State of the United States. Seth Rogen was um, played kind of a, um, a slovenly journalist who had a very strict moral code and very strict beliefs and Charlize Theron had those as well but she was also a politician and they were um, friends when they were younger. Um, The story began that Charlize Theron used to babysit Seth Rogen when he was little and he always had a crush on her and always loved her since he was 13 years old. Um, the, so it was a love story and it's no surprise what I'm telling you. Cause if you've seen the preview, you'll see it. So they do fall in love and I think it's believable. Um, my, my sister-in-law saw it with me. She kept thinking, oh, Charlize Theron is so beautiful. Like she would never fall in love with Seth Rogen. And I said, I can believe it. I said, he's pretty charming and, um, And because they had the background of growing up together, like I could see it happening. And 
like I said, I was charmed by this movie. Like I was laughing. It was very funny. It was very smart, like very political. Um, the president was in a way, the president was pay, um, played by, um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, Saul from, um, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Um, and he was Donald Trump-ish. Um, he was playing an actor who, um, was the president and he wasn't going to run for a second term. And so she was going to run. Uh, and like I said, extremely smart. I love workplace, um, comedies. She was, um, her character, she, she worked so hard at one point she was taking, um, what she called a micro nap where she was standing with her eyes open, taking a nap. If I can figure out a way to do it, I'm going to do that too. And then, um, the movie just, it lost me. And, and this is in the preview too, but if you really don't want a spoiler, maybe don't listen to this part. And when you do see the movie, you know, come back and listen to the rest. But halfway through the movie, you know, her and Seth Rogen start dating and, and it's very cute. And she's sort of tired of being secretary of state and she's very stressed out. So she tells him to, and she's very straight laced, by the way, like very straight laced, working out in her free time, um, eating right, like all of this. And she says, you know, I want to do ecstasy. And I, that just lost me. Cause there's just, maybe, maybe I'm a prude about this. Maybe I am old fashioned, but I'm just tired of that trope in movies where when someone wants to have a good time, they do drugs. Um, and she asks him to get ecstasy and they do ecstasy together. First of all, ecstasy is dangerous, <laughs> it's like highly illegal. And it just felt like not her character. I understood that they were trying to say, you know, like loosen her up and get her out of her character. I felt that maybe that could have been done with some drinks. Like, I don't know why it had to be ecstasy. And then it got kind of like goofy after being like a super smart movie. Then for about 20 minutes, it just gets like goofy, like a farce. And it lost me for a period of time. Kind of comes back around at the end and goes back to where more like it was in the beginning. A smart, very cute comedy. Um, but that middle part, I was just like, really? It just, it lost me. So it was a movie I enjoyed, like I've said, with so many movies. It was probably about 40 minutes too long. It was like a little over two hours. Could have easily been an hour and a half. Um, and, I, and I don't get why movies have to be so long all the time. Um, something I've been reading over the last couple of weeks, it's taking me a very long time to get through it, not because... I'm not enjoying it. It's just because I have no time. It's a book called The Sopranos Sessions. If you haven't seen The Sopranos, don't read it because it'll ruin the whole show for you. If you have seen it, and if you're someone like me who has watched it multiple times over the years, maybe about every 18 months I'll rewatch it. Maybe every two years, 18 months to two years, I'll rewatch it. This 
Sopranos is my all-time favorite show. And um, there's a book called The Soprano Sessions. It's written by two television critics. And they do a couple of things in the book. They start, the first half of the book is um, an essay on each episode. They do it by episode. There were little things that they revealed in the episodes that even after multiple viewings, I never saw or realized. One that's not a spoiler at all is that in one episode, there's a 15-year-old Lady Gaga as an extra. I never would have noticed that. Like, what a fun fact. But then there's some revelations that were very important that I never realized. Um, some things I don't agree with, they do do some analysis, and I think, nah, I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, but it's still a super fun read. The second part of the book is interviews with David Chase, the creator of The Sopranos. He gives some insight into the very contra- controversial ending of The Sopranos and what it means or doesn't mean. And um, then the last part of the book is little articles that have been written about The Sopranos over the years. I'm enjoying this book quite a bit. Another thing, if you're looking for something to stream, I've um, referred to it before and recommended it before. It's the Into the Dark series on Hulu. There was the, um, the release for May. Um, I can't think of the name of it. Um, but it's about a woman who thinks her son is a serial killer and the lengths that she goes to try to keep him from being a serial killer. It has a little twist at the ending that I didn't see coming, and it was fun. I have enjoyed all of these movies. There was one, the one for April, which was called Treehouse. My um, brother saw it and my daughter saw it and they said skip it like it really is skippable but the rest of the ones have been great for most of the months they're based on um, the holiday for that month like there's a Valentine's Day one there's a Christmas there's a Thanksgiving the one for May I don't really doesn't appear to be tied to any type of holiday I don't know I mean, what would be the holiday for May, Memorial Day? Um, so it's not tied to that, but it does have a very spring feel, I felt. Um, you know, like springtime, a lot of grass, a lot of trees are throughout the episode. Um, so if you're looking for something to stream and you want to be a little scared, I definitely recommend the Into the Dark. I'm going to close up for the night, go to bed, start my week. I'll be back next week with some more time management tips. If you want to reach me, you can reach me on Facebook under my name. You can reach me on my website, brummerlaw.com. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can find me on Instagram and Tumblr at Florence Legally Brunette and Twitter at Florence Law. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. Send me any time management tips. <laughs> if you like, I'm always looking for tips. Take care. Talk soon.